Burke Banter, the podcast where Mike D. Burke complains, gets nostalgic, unpacks emotional things, as well as uh, has a lot of fun. You can, of course, find me on all social media platforms as Mike D. Burke. Please, of course, check out 19wolvesstudios.com. It is the entertainment and media company that I am building from the basement floor up. It's not yet registered, but it's coming along. And also on there, you can find a link to my weekly newsletter that comes out on Wednesdays at 12. You get some creative inspiration, uh, podcast links, fun links to things I've found on the internet that have brought me joy, including games. Uh, I'll show you some processes processes on uh, artwork I am creating and uh, some more really cool stuff. Also, please subscribe to Screen It Forward, your favorite cinema podcast, co-hosted by myself, David Poe, and Sean Mafia. host here, Mike D. Burke. This episode, we are going to be talking about movies, what they are, what they can be, not what they are in the sense of like a mechanical thing or explaining like a definition or something, you know, like what what they can mean to you essentially and what they mean to me. Um, I mean, there are just so many movies, especially nowadays coming out nonstop. You've got them on streaming. You've got, uh, we're back in theaters finally. Um, you got, you got, like, just in general movies coming out again that are really popular, Barbie, Oppenheimer, um, instead of there being just all superhero movies, Marvel kind of took over for probably the last decade, um, you know, there's been some movies that have squeaked in there and, and made, you know, decent enough money and stuff like that, but really, you know, Marvel and superhero movies have really kind of taken the cake on winning the blockbuster, uh, you know, bowl, essentially, uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, of course, like, all these, especially, like, the, uh, the last few episodes, uh, movies, you know, for me, of course, go back to my childhood, um, movies were just very, very special to me, there was something special, uh, that I did with my dad on the weekends, uh, my parents were divorced, if I, as I've said before, causing me many childhood trauma, problems that I'm still dealing dealing with today, and uh, that's always a good time, but, so movies were a special thing that I did with my dad, they were special with my mom as well, but really with my dad, because, I mean, in all honesty, we, that was like just part of the routine when I was growing up, you know, I'd see him every weekend, uh, so we would, we'd plan on, uh, you know, a movie we were going to go see, and we would always, like, what, <laughs> Lunch was never, like, you know, uh, a deciding factor. Dinner, like, maybe, sure, we had to decide on. But for lunch, we always went to the Taco Bell in the Sangertown Mall in New Hartford, New York. And they, that's where they actually had, they used to have uh, a theater in there, too. Um, and this is the, the early, this is, this is like the mid-90s, uh, we'll say. I can As far as I can remember, back to, like... 95, uh, 94, 95, as far back as I can go, uh, it was probably around four or five, but they used to have a movie theater in there, right next to there, they actually had an arcade, uh, as well, which was awesome, the mall used to be fucking incredible, you know, it's this, it's this crazy little, it's a small mall compared to people's malls and bigger cities and whatever, but, like, the New Hartford, New York, Sangertown Mall, it's, it's built on marshland, so it's all swampy and shit, so, like, 
there's parts of it that are kind of sinking just a little bit and but there always used to be tons and tons of stores there it was amazing it was such a good time but yeah my every weekend my dad would take me to taco bell i would just get um a bunch of soft tacos i think i'd get like two soft either like uh you know, uh, beef or chicken. Most of the time I'd get chicken because, um, I just preferred that. Though I, I think I'd get like a chicken and a beef. I would never get hard tacos. Not into them. Don't care about them. My dad would get something more. But now that I'm thinking that, I suspect that we went there because it was, it was cheap. And I suspect that getting me those are usually on, those, uh, soft tacos are usually on the value meal. So my dad was saving some money. Now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I guess I would do the same thing actually. And plus kids hardly ever fucking eat. But I, I was an anomaly, to be honest with you. I, I ate everything. I still eat everything. I don't think there's anything that I... Well, maybe... I don't really care for... I keep trying to, like, fried fish. You know, like, uh... Or, or fish fry. Well, fried fish, fish fry, whatever. You know, because, like, so... Grew up Italian and whatnot. So, of course, there's always fish fry Fridays and stuff like that. And tons of restaurants had those and, and whatnot. And, I, and to this day, you know, I'm 33. I still try and like these, these fish fries. Because I'm like, well, they're... You know, it's... I don't know. It's, it just means something to me. It's an Italian thing. Although I subscribe more to my Irish side, which I'm actually more Irish than Italian, even though I look Italian more. Whatever. I was in a bar in Ohio uh, when we were traveling up here, and some guy literally looked at me and said that you look like you're in the mafia. I don't know why. I was wearing a backwards Buffalo Bills baseball cap. So there's that and a, a white T-shirt. But I think he just saw my nose and beard and dark hair and was like, yeah, this guy, he's he's Italian. Which was fine, you know? I like to... People can assume I'm in the mafia. I don't mind that. Irish, Italian, whatever. So anyways, we're at the we're at the Sangertown Mall. We're getting the uh, the tacos and whatnot. And we would always, you know, we'd have... We'd either... We'd watch one or two movies. Um, and, but I don't know. No matter what it was, there just... There was something about sharing that experience with my dad that cemented movies in my heart uh my whole life you know it 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 made me feel that this is this is a special experience that you you do with you know people you care about uh that connects you with different worlds and different outlooks and different you know uh different people's stories and different people's backgrounds and stuff and these these larger than life situations um or these minuscule situations um it would always you know it always used to be like disney movies a lot of the disney animation of course was having a huge comeback um in the uh uh, early to mid 90s you know i i saw i'm pretty sure i saw aladdin in theaters um beauty and the beast lion king what else? Uh, oh, Atlantis, actually. I saw that. I would have loved to see The Great Mouse Tattoo. That was always my favorite Disney animated movie growing up. And maybe I did see that in theaters, too. It, it, I, it was my favorite. I, I just remember my, my grandparents having a VHS. But um, movies were, in, in my whole family, everybody loved movies. You know what I mean? On, on both sides. Like, my mom, I can really remember maybe three movies that are specifically special in my heart. Um... And they were mostly as when I was getting older, when I was like a preteen, teenager. Uh, but, um, and those movies, just to get into that, just because it's, it's short anyway. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is the very first uh, Pokemon movie. You know, Mewtwo's fighting Mew. And uh, 
it just that was such an emotional movie they had like what a fucking soundtrack to this day randomly sometimes when i get drunk late at night i do put that soundtrack on yeah or yahoo on uh youtube and i listen to it silently to myself inside my own ear um you know it was just it's incredible it's a banger listen to it okay but that movie i mean i was uh, came out in 97 yeah right is that right 97 98 somewhere around then but i cried man i mean what about and i didn't understand exactly the philosophical and and moral uh lessons that were being thrown at us in the theater so i i remember just asking my mom uh essentially what Mewtwo's beef was like I, I just I just wasn't getting it you know I wasn't getting his mood I was I was a young kid it, it was you know I couldn't really figure out I knew like he was the bad guy in quotes I knew he wasn't exactly a bad guy uh he just had some problems that he was working out and he was doing not such a great way of doing that um you know as antagonists do in these larger than life uh, uh stories my mom like she really explained it to me like as best she could I don't remember what she exactly said, but it really, it, I don't know, it, that kind of brought me close to, closer to her because it was like, we shared this and she was crying in it too. So it was like, oh my God, like everybody's having an emotional response to this. This must be, this is, this is beautiful. We're all sharing in this moment, sharing in this emotion, you know, for these fictional fucking cartoon characters, you know, that, but they're like, they're getting to us because they're, they're, uh, they're putting, um, struggles that somebody has had, um, you know, for everybody to, to see and watch and, and go through and, and whatnot. And, uh, movies can be therapeutic in that way too. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're going through shit, but you don't know exactly how to express it. So you see it in a film, you see it act, acted out by your, uh, favorite actors or characters and it, it helps you, you know, come over stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, it's the same for, for anything that's on the screen. And of course we wouldn't have, TV without movies, like we we wouldn't. Everything started out as a movie. Obviously, we wouldn't have, wouldn't have movies without plays, plays without operas. What we can go we can go through the whole rabbit hole of that, but we, we will not. Um, motherfucker, things keep falling from underneath my desk, and I'm just gonna say that they're falling. I'm gonna pick them up. It's the most annoying shit. There's just never enough room for all the stuff you have, you know. Especially when you're like me. I keep trying to be a minimalist, but it doesn't work out. I'm a maximalist. I like stuff. I can't help it. I don't know, you know? <sighs> I don't know. I really do try to keep being a minimalist. Like, recently, I realized I just don't have enough clothes, you know? And, like, I, I kept trying, but, like, I, I've run through all the combinations. And, in fact, I've got just a uniform, basically, in this unemployment time that I've had of basically just sports uh, shorts and a, a white T-shirt. It's nice, to, and every time, you know, it's usually like a Friday, or like if we're going to go go out to, um, I don't know, dinner or something, or drinks, you know, I get to, you know, dress kind of nice, and I like to dress nice, I do, I don't want to wear the same thing all the time, nobody's telling me I have to wear the same thing, but it's like, you know, why, who am I trying to impress, you know, I'm just, I'm just here with Tony and, and Holly and stuff, and the TV, um, but <laughs> back to track there, um, but so there's... Pokemon movie. There was um, the first Rugrats movie, incredible. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I uh, I didn't see Austin. I saw Austin Powers with my mom. We rented it from uh, Movie Gallery, which was essentially the blockbuster of uh, 
the valley of uh, the uh, Frankfurt, Frankfurt, Illion, and uh, Mohawk, New York. Um, and uh, so we rented it from there. Uh, we got a big bucket of popcorn, watched it, and that was a big deal because that was like a PG-13 movie. And I must have, oh man, I must have been, uh, I think that came out, that came out in like 98 or something, right? Yeah. I saw it when I was super young because I remember, because my dad was like, because like, uh, so I went to see my dad that summer. And there was a kid down the street that I was friends with or something, or my sister was friends with, and I don't really remember. But um, they wanted to watch uh, Austin Powers, and they were, like, a little bit older than us. And uh, we, we were telling, uh, you know, my, my dad and stepmom and stuff, and my dad was like, no way, oh, you guys are t- way too young or whatever like that. And I think, so we must have been, like, eight or something. And uh, eight or nine, I don't know. Um, and uh, I was like, I was like, no, nah, that's cool. Mom, I watched it with mom, you know? It's, it's, it was fine. It's, it's good. I've seen everything. He's like, you watched that movie with your mother? And I was like, yeah. And, like, you know, my dad and mom kind of have a tiff for, like, forever. Forever, forever, really. I mean, they've gotten a little bit better. But, uh, they just get, you know, it, it ebbs and flows, really. Same thing with me and my parents. Um, that's just how it goes in my family uh, and many others across the world. Um, but, yeah, so those three movies are really special uh, with my mom. Which is which uh, kind of says it all, really. Uh, but with my dad, yeah, there was always tons of movies everywhere, especially like the superhero movies. We're in, into all of those. Um, I saw, I think I saw the Titanic also, mostly because like my sister and uh, my sister, my stepsister Caitlin and um, stepmom wanted to see it as well. So it was something for the whole family to go see, even though there was that you know nude Kate Winslet draw me like one of your French girl scenes. Uh, but it was an amazing movie. Actually, I was really lucky to see it because I think I took, I actually took a lot away from that uh, James Cameron film. Um, uh, it was, yeah, it was just incredible, of course. Uh, very inspiring. But like, I mean, that's just been, been like anything I ever have seen in theaters. Like, I mean, like, man, like that used to be like a thing we do, like me and my buddies and stuff like that when we were in high school. Like we'd be going to see a movie every weekend. We'd, we'd hop in my Jeep, my 1993 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo. We'd hop in it. We'd go to Barnes & Noble, get a bunch of manga, and then we'd go to the theaters, and we would see everything. We saw uh, action, sci-fi, uh, dramas, comedies. Like, we just... It was so cool. Like, that's one of the ways I connected with people. That's one of the ways I still connect with people. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, it's how I formed friendships, uh, especially as a teenager, as a kid, it's a little easier. You're forced in classes with people and you, you're doing stuff and eventually, you know, you, you have a, a friend or two friends, whatever. But like, as you're growing up, you know, especially teenage years and stuff, it gets harder to connect. And, you know, as you're an adult, it gets even harder to connect. Like right now I'm trying to make friends with some people that are in the same apartment complex here that I don't really know, but I'm trying to, like, learn their names, and if I see them, say hi and stuff, and eventually I'll ask them to get beers. Um, so that's how that goes. And I'm hoping maybe I'll make some friends at work as well, though I suspect maybe not, because I think they're all older than me. Um, but I digress. Uh, movie is just a way to, to connect with, like, that's how, like, I always, like, oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Or whatever. And that's why it's, like, so hard for people that are like myself, like, Jen, uh, Jen is very much like that too, mostly with television. But like, that's a way for like us to communicate and then talk and and, and uh, form you know bonds and friendship and, and love and respect and all that kind of stuff. And um, I learned all that from going to movies with my parents uh, when I was a kid. Um, 
and just seeing everybody in the theater and hearing reactions, everybody's reacting, you know, like, I mean, that's how you know, I won't say that's how you know necessarily if that's a good or bad movie, because you can get a theater that, that nobody's reacting in, but you're having a good time and stuff like that, like, does that make that a bad movie? No, I don't think so at all. But movies are, are about making memories, you know, they can, they can take you back to certain times. Case in point, actually, I just rewatched um, Midnight in Paris, which is a Woody Allen film, uh, directed and written by him, uh, starring Owen Wilson, uh, Rachel McAdams, um, Tom Hiddleston is in it, uh, which which I was like, immediately, like, it made me think, like, oh, this time, like, I was trying to look up a interview, maybe if, if they had something with Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston talking about working together in, in that movie, because now, you know, they've been in Loki, and they're going to be in Loki, you know, season two and stuff. I didn't really find anything. I did find something where um, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson were talking about uh, what Shakespeare plays they've done, uh, whether in high school or on the screen or whatever and stuff like that. And Owen Wilson was like, oh, man, like he literally was like letting his uh, his Texas show, you know, he was like, he's like, no, I probably did. You know, I memorized some lines, I think, in college is what he said. And of course, Tom Hiddleston has played Hamlet. I mean, um, but and he's I think he's a he's a he's a classically trained Shakespearean uh, actor, um, but I recently watched Midnight in Paris. I've loved that movie for so long. Uh, it just be it's beautiful, of course. It's a love letter to Paris from Woody Allen, of course. There's like literally four minutes of uh, establishing shots that just show us, you know, we're in we're in Paris, and it's like we we already know it's the title of. Okay, yeah, sure. Before we even hear, and hear, not see, before we even hear Gil Penderson, Penderton, Penderson, whatever, uh, Owen Wilson's character, our main character, um, and, and hear him, you know, talking about how much he loves Paris. So it's like, it's almost like we were, I guess, now that I'm thinking, it's almost like we were kind of seeing it and feeling it through him to get a, get a feel for his love of the city. That's why we're... That's why so much love for the city was getting shown on the screen via Woody Allen. Um, but, uh, so I rewatched that, and I've loved that film for a long time. And I feel like every time you rewatch a movie, just like any time you reread a book or, or watch a, a, a whole, you know, series and stuff, you learn new things, you, you see new things, you pick up on, on, on stuff, you pick up on, uh, you know, character attributes you didn't notice before, you pick up on... Uh, plot points, you know, you, you just, you, you pick up new stuff, um, which is why I always love rewatching things, and why I always think it's weird when people are like, no, I, I watched that movie already, I don't need to watch it again, like, I literally, like, one of my best friends, Tom, like, who I had Breaking Bread with Mike and Tom, the podcast with, like, he is someone, like, he told me, the, I remember the first time he told me this, he said that he watches a movie once, and that's it, he usually just, like, either rents a movie, he doesn't own any movies, you know, he watches it once, and he says that was enough. I will never understand those type of people. Who the fuck are you? What does that even mean? Do you not understand how much you can, like, uh, how much you don't absorb the first time you see something? You know what I mean? Or the first time you meet someone? It's just, it's it's insane. I absorb something new every time. So I've seen this movie a million times, probably since 2017 or so. Um, I've loved it. And I've always known that that all the characters are kind of jerks, you know? But, I mean, the main cast are kind of jerks. I always, you know... Rachel McAdams, Inez, who is uh, the the um, fiance of Owen Wilson's character, um, always comes off as a ginormous jerk. You know, she's yelling at him all the time. You know, it never seems 
at all like they belong together as a couple. Like, and, and that was one of my complaints this time around. I was like, I was like, we don't really get anything. I mean, we get like a little, there's a small scene that almost seems like a, a like, oh shit, we should probably include something like this in the script, uh, written into it where Inez is with her mother, uh, so her mother and father are also in Paris and stuff, and that's the reason they, they went to Paris, because her father's like a businessman. It's never really explained what he does, which is, we don't really need to know. But um, there's one small scene between Inez and her mother where her mother, like, it seems like for the 100th time, is asking her, why Gil? You know, why do you, what do you see in him? And basically Inez just says, well, he's talented and he's got money. And he's a nice guy, and that seems to be it. And that's the complaint, kind of like the her whole time is like, she wants him to be doing what he has made money in, which is he's like a. It's made known in the movie that he's a well-known screenwriter and he's in demand in Hollywood and stuff. But he's trying to give that up because he wants to be a serious writer and he wants to write this ginormous novel, which he's already written four hundred pages apparently. And it kind of seems a little ridiculous the premise of that too because. He's a well-known screenwriter. He clearly has an agent already, that, or an agent and a manager. You know, you ha- you have to in order to be like that. Um, and so, like the fact that he wrote this novel and he's still rewriting it, but it's not published yet, just makes zero sense to me. His his agent, whoever would have asked to see it already, and he would have shown him, and it would have been a done deal, easy. He wouldn't even had to think about. He would have had the best editors. It just it doesn't exactly make sense. I mean, I. I I get it for the story. It makes sense. And for his character that he's just constantly tinkering with this thing and he's, he's not happy with it. Um, he's not happy with it the way it is. That's kind of like his whole thing. You know, he's not happy with the present day. He thinks that, uh, the, the golden, you know, the, the movable feast times of uh, the 1920s, 1930s of Paris were the best time to be a, a creator. You know what I mean? And that's why, you know, it's spoiler alert. Midnight in Paris is, is a, uh, time travel ish movie um yeah yeah basically i mean yes it's not a sci-fi movie it's it's just um (laughs) i don't know it's a time travel drama movie it's a little bit hard to pinpoint it's it's not a sci-fi movie at all it's definitely just a drama um but there is time travel in this movie uh so midnight paris he he basically is walking around drunk at uh, midnight trying you know taking Needs some time away from Inez. Inez wants to go dancing with this pedantic jerk that's one of her good friends that she ends up having an affair with. So many spoilers. This movie's so old. If you haven't seen it yet, it's it's really on you. Um, and plus, I, yeah, I don't know. Spoilers never ruin movies or, or TV shows or books or anything like that for me because it's like, great, you told me that, but I didn't experience it. Like, it's not, it's different when you experience something. That's what I'm trying to say with this whole thing. These are experiences that you need to, you, you need to be in it to feel it with, you know what I mean? So someone telling you something secondhand isn't going to ruin something for you. You know what I mean? If you hear somebody say, hey, th- this place has really good burgers, are you going to be like, ah, fuck, well, I can't go there now. I already know the burgers are good. Don't need to try them. But, um, yeah, but this time around, this time around watching the movie, I really noticed, wow, all the characters are really super flawed, which makes sense. They're Woody, and they're Woody Allen, you know, esque flaws and stuff like that. The characters are a little, you know, neurotic and a little uh, obsessive and uh, insecure and, and all that stuff. But, like, just like, and the level of, like, infidelity in the movie is 
too is it's not rampant, but it's um it's so, it's almost so subtle, and that's what kind of makes it worse. Like it's not like just presented in your face. Like it's so fucking subtle that it, it seems like Gil is like a good guy. He's like you know this he's really nice, but it's fucking he's played by Owen Wilson. You know what I mean? He's 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 nice. He's uh he's a writer. He's artistic. All that kind of stuff. But man, this time around, I couldn't help but like feel like, like fuck these people. They like they seem like shitty ass fucking people, all of them, you know. And even like the, uh, you know, I noticed this time around too, and I'm sure I've noticed before, but it really hit me this time. Is even all the characters that they're showing, you know, uh, Ernest Hemingway, and uh, except for not not the surrealists at all, really. They they came out fine, but, um, you know, Ernest Hemingway, who's easy to make look like a jerk because he was a jerk, you know, uh, but F. Scott Fitzgerald and Zelda, you know, like, like you really notice like, man, what the fuck, you know, what's going on here? And there's a lot of misogyny, you know, I mean, it's just, there was a lot of not great stuff in the film. Um, I still love it. I actually, I don't even know if I still love it. I mean, I, I like it, but I don't feel like the need or, um, this, uh, or that this movie is going to be just, uh, it's going to wash over me and make me feel so good anymore from it. You know what I mean? Like that's, and that's, that's, what's great about movies too. It can, you can literally feel like the whole spectrum of human emotions over years. I mean, like I was saying for years and years and years, I loved this movie. This was like, this, I, this is always like, oh man, that's your, that's the fucking like, you know, your the really like art, it's my guilty, uh, artsy fartsy, um, you know, European travel, uh, film, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's my guilty pleasure in that way. And, uh, now after this last time, I don't feel that way, you know? And it's because I, I've grown and changed over the years. Um, you know, I've been with a few, you know, a few different people and stuff, uh, partner wise and, and, and everything. And, and Jen has really changed me. Like not, not, um, not like I'm uh, changing myself to uh, fit in with them. More like they actually opened me up back to me. It was awesome, and I and I had gotten there a little bit, you know, during uh, during lockdown, and uh, and after the uh, you know the the main pandemic, I guess I'll call it. Um, you know, I've been working on myself, working on myself, getting back to like you know my my roots of uh, what I love, and, and and creating more, and all that kind of stuff, and why I like to do what I like to do, and yada yada but like just like especially when you're with or when you know or are around people that make you better you know what I mean like that that bring you bring your fucking level up and like and 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 believe that you can go higher than you've ever felt before like than you, you ever you've ever gotten before you know level up to like fucking 900 you know and beyond but um yeah, I don't know, just, I you notice thing. I notice a lot of things differently, I think about things a lot differently now, and, uh, that's what's so cool about going back to stuff that I've watched throughout the years, going back to movies, uh, and everything that I, I've seen throughout the years, and, and, and viewing it with this new lens of, of mine, and not like, and not like I'm looking for things to be different at all, like, they just, they, they come across differently to me now, and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, I didn't, I didn't think about that before, I didn't feel this way before, that's so weird, you know? And that's, that's just such a cool thing. I mean, that's with anything again, but like with movies, especially you're so, 
you're immersed immediately into this new world. You know, we see uh, an old man stealing light from a lamppost walking down the street, and immediately we're in Harry Potter. You know, there's there's magic here. There's this this whole like conspiracy going on. There, you know, there's a a child that is the the this key, you know, to some sort of big thing <laughs> and some big thing happened to bring us to this this cold open that we're watching right now you know before the logo slaps us in the face it's just um movies are everything movies are amazing and i, I understand movies are a big commitment uh attention wise everybody's attention spans are different and i'm really saying that because jen jen's not much of a a movie guy you know um they prefer television and they could watch you know they could binge television for you know hours and hours and hours but it's different because it's it's you know half hour to 45 minute contained stories and it it ends there and it goes on i mean there's story arcs obviously within seasons but uh movies are just a ginormous you know could be two three hours now you know we used to have 90 minutes 75 to 90 minute movies you know those were fine but now they're three fucking hours for everything and for things that don't even need to be three hours. Like, it's just studios, like, wanting to get more money or whatever. Like, they're asking the writers to extend things. And you can notice it, too, sometimes. Sometimes you're like, this scene doesn't make any... We don't even need this. Why are they saying these things? And then some... In some especially in, like, some films... Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's just bad writing. But people... I don't know. If it's studios, if it's actual screeners. But, like, those films or whatever like that where somebody literally says what is already being said subtextually. But, like just says it and you're like why did you what we don't need this is a scene that could have been redacted what was the editor doing was he drunk in there but but i yeah i understand the the fact that movies are big commitments especially now um and it's hard to there are and there are people you know that it's hard to watch something it's hard to commit your time to something that you don't know you're gonna like you know what I mean? That's why people get the same meals again and again. That's why people um, don't want to make new friends usually. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I got enough friends. I got the I got the right amount of friends. I don't need any more friends. How am I going to... I don't even know if I'm going to like these people. You know, change is tough. I guess that's the thing. And that's kind of what it is. You know, you're asking, you're asking someone to sit down for X amount of time and to feel something maybe new you know they haven't felt before or whatever uh and and spend time with people that they don't know and and that kind of a thing you know on the screen but um i will never stop loving movies i i hope to get some of my movies made i've only written two screenplays two yeah two two full-on screenplay plays i think uh, i plan on writing many more i know that the first five to 50 movies maybe that I write won't get bought or played like whatever I I just I that's the thing too that's why I love the medium like even if I'm I'm just writing it and I'm not seeing it like I'm watching it in my head you know I'm and I'm a visual learner and a um, that kind of a thing but so like it's just it's just the fact that this medium exists and I, I don't know what I would do without it get emotional here guys uh movies are amazing they're an amazing experience um definitely i definitely suggest movies yeah um but like i want you to think about that next time you're watching a movie like this is even if it's just you and your cat whatever man 
Like this is an experience. You are you are escaping your reality. You are you are immersing yourself in this new reality. Even if the even if the movie is based in you know New York City, two thousand twenty three. You know it's 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 going to be different than the way you view things. Um, and you're and if especially if like if you're with other people, if you, you got your your family around, if you got friends, you have a loved one. Uh, if you're showing someone your favorite movie for the, the first time or they're showing you their favorite movie, go in with an, an empty cup, you know what I mean? And, and let it be filled with whatever, you know, the, the water analogy, teacup thing, philosophy. Anyway, um, just think about that the next time you're, you're watching a movie. You're, you're blessed enough to live in an era where there are so many different stories so many different uh, emotions that that you I mean there's always been the, the emotions but like there's just like it's what a fucking time man I mean we can see the craziest things on screen we can see ginormous robots transforming into vehicles and transforming back into giant robots do these crazy battles we can see our heroes that have only lived on in artwork on, on, you know, easy to, you know, draw with your hands and stuff like that. If only existed that way, we can see them on the screen portrayed by actors or people we love or people we don't even know that we love. But now we see their, their performance and we're blown away. We can see the craziest fucking shit. It is awesome. Especially when it's done right. And by done right, I mean, it's, you know, it visually actually, it does look like that's what this, whatever crazy thing that's happening on the screen would look like in real life, you know? Sometimes, you know, visual effects aren't there yet. But, fuck, man. I, I will always love movies for the rest of my life. I, that's why, like, I don't mind going to movies by myself. I don't mind watching movies by myself. If nobody wants to to go or to watch it or whatever like that. Like, I I get that experience. I get to spend time in, in other realms, you know? And it's just, it's incredible. It's something that movies are special. There's something to share with people. To share it with, share an experience with the people that you love. Go to the movies. Go to the fucking movies, man. Get yourself in those chairs. Get some snacks and sit down with a million other strangers and just fucking like jump into a no, whole other fucking wonderland. I just, I, I, I can't say anymore. They're, they're, they're amazing. They're really, really special to me, and I just, I hope they're special to you too. I hope that you, that you find, I hope that you find a couple films that really, really fucking hit you, really make you cry, really make you jump for joy, really make you angry. Uh, everything, you know, just movies, love it. Thank you for listening. You can, of course, find me on all social media platforms as Mike D. Burke. And on, well, not on Twitter for much longer. You can go to 19wolvesstudios.com to check out more cool links. That is the entertainment media company that I'm building from the basement floor up. Not yet registered, but it will be soon. Lots of cool links on there. Please subscribe to Screen It Forward, your favorite cinema podcast, co-hosted by myself, David Poe and Sean Mafia, and on 19wolfstudios.com, you can, of course, find the link to the newsletter that comes out every Wednesday at 12 from yours truly, where you get creative inspiration, uh, fun podcast links, cool videos I find 
on the internet. Really neat rabbit holes to go down. Games, artwork, and more. Thank you again. Have a good one. Bye.